0: You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 20. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Do you remember the first day that you got into the business? You were probably excited, maybe a little bit scared, (laughs) just ready to find that first client. Did you have passion in your business? Were you ready to take on the world? Now, picture this. Picture this morning. Or the last business day. When you got up that day and you went to the office, did you have the same level of excitement? Probably not. (laughs) You most likely were just busy going through the motions and getting ready for the day and trying to get the day off the ground. And if this sounds like you, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for putting passion back into their practice. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because over the years they've been so busy working in the business that they've forgotten to work On the business and somewhere along the way they lost their passion for the business so what do you do well you have two choices you could keep doing what you're doing and you're gonna keep getting what you're getting or you could learn how to put passion back into your practice and that's what we're gonna talk about today putting passion back into your practice So if you want to learn a process for loving what you do and doing what you love, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to put passion back into your practice? Because unless you have a process to love what you do, you'll always just be going through the motions. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today. You see, we're going to cover three things today that are going to help you. First, three steps to putting passion back into your practice so that you understand what it takes to change your perspective. Second, the top 10 ways to create passion in your practice so that you know several ways to do it. And third, what to do to keep your business, passion, alive, so that you can learn to continuously love your business. Now, before we jump into each of these three things that you'll learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like, and your life be like, for that matter, if you knew exactly how to get and keep passion? Would you apply what you learned? Would you take your business to the next level if the answer is yes then let's begin three steps to putting passion back into your practice most financial advisors and agents run their business in in a state of complacency feeling comfortable merely maintaining the status quo and typically The reason why is because after working endlessly for years to build up a client base, they've gone past survival, or the survival stage, to what I call the comfort stage. And as a result, they tend to lose their passion for growing that business again. And unfortunately, when this happens, they tend to create another negative belief system, which is a new fear of rejection. And a lot of times, they don't even know that they have this. In other words, they haven't prospected in years, and as a result, the thought of prospecting is something they just don't want to do. And they don't do it. Does this sound familiar? If so, don't be discouraged. Instead, let's look at this with a different perspective. Dr. Wayne Dyer said it best when he said, The presence of passion within you is the greatest gift you can receive. Treat it as a miracle. And I believe that's true. Let's look at a way or ways, specific steps, on how you can incorporate passion back into your practice. Step 1. Find your why. Why are you in this business? It's a simple question, simple question to ask yourself, but it's not always an easy question to answer. For some advisors and agents, it's money. For others, it's prestige. And still others, it's because of the feeling that they get when they help prospects and clients. And it reminds me of a client that I had years ago, Kevin. Kevin's his name, and... Kevin was a 35-year veteran insurance agent client of mine who told me that he delivered 42 death claims since he began in the business and that for him, that was his why. You see, he went on to tell me that the first death claim, the very first one that he had delivered was only six months after he got hired and that this person was one of his first clients. And he told me that this had a profound effect on him and it's what keeps him motivated and I'm sure it keeps him motivated to this very day. So, step one, find your why. Step two, know your value. Have you ever taken the time to think about the people that you've not helped yet? Who knows, maybe the next call that you make could have an effect on that person's life by the products and services that you provide them. And in order to make that call, it's important to know your value. Successful advisors and agents constantly strive to increase their product knowledge so that they can add more value. And it reminds me of a client that I had years ago. Robert, a good guy who had been in the business for 25 years. And this client had told me that he had been in the business for 25 years and he was looking for a way to increase his value. And then he stumbled across a book called The Power of Zero, How to Get to the 0% Tax Bracket and Transform Your Retirement. You might have heard that book. It's by an author named David McKnight. But at any rate... This created a newfound passion to start prospecting again, prospecting high net worth people through seminars after years of not prospecting at all. And as a result, he's not only transformed his business, but he's transformed the lives of a number of high net worth people that would have never known this strategy had he not called. So step two, know your value. step 3 create and execute your plan once you know the previous steps it's imperative to design a, a plan and take action on a daily basis what this will do is it'll perpetuate success and it reminds me of another client that I had bill bill was in the in the business for 20 years he was a 20 year veteran client of mine who at the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic was concerned for all of his clients who he did not have life insurance policies with. And he felt that if the initial predictions were correct, that a lot of people would not survive. And as a result, he created a plan to to make sure that he knew exactly what to say, how to say it, and how to get his message out to as many people as possible who he thought didn't have coverage at all. And once he put this plan in motion, it didn't take him long before he was able to help many clients who had been resistant to getting the proper life insurance coverage in the past. So that's why it's so important to create and execute your plan. So I want to talk to you a little bit about why putting passion back into your practice works let's face it if you don't love your business who else will (laughs) the reason why this process this simple process of step 1 find your why step 2 know your value and step 3 create and execute your plan works so well is because it helps you to understand what motivates you and it's because it's simple it's just a stepwise approach to help you understand what motivates you, what you do to bring others value, and how to get your message out. And when you do this, soon you'll realize that nothing can stop you and you'll get your passion back. The Top 10 Ways to create passion in your practice. One of the best things to do to create passion in your practice is to have several ways to do that. And over the years of coaching advisors and agents since 2004, I've seen several clients learn to love their businesses again. And they've learned to love it again because of any of the top 10 ways that I'm about to explain to you. But before I do that, let me preface this with the fact that you could use one of these or you could use all 10 of these. But the more you use on a daily basis, the better off you'll be. (laughs) These are in no particular order. So let's jump in. Let's take a look at all 10. Number one, the mind space exercise. One of the best ways to get passion back into your practice again is to be ready for the day and the Mindspace exercise does that for you. Let me explain what I mean. What the mind space exercise is, it's just a, a way to focus on the top three things that you need to do before you start your day. And what you do is you identify the top three positive triggers. Positive triggers are things that you need to do to start your day off right. And so it reminds me of a client that I had years ago that was having a hard time. She was in not a good place where she really didn't want to go to the office and she didn't feel good about what she was doing. So what we did is we focused in on the top three things that she needed to do every morning. We identified those three things, and I think they were workout, yoga, and get ready for the day, have a list of what she was going to do. And each day she did that. Then she'd send me an email and let me know How she started her day off and rated herself from a scale of 1 to 10 on how she felt for the day. What was her mind space? And what I realized was that when she did that, and she did it again later on in the afternoon to talk about her afternoon positive triggers, she was able to be aware of what was important to her on how to start her day off right and how to keep it going. And it helped her to be focused honor passion. Number two, the role exercise. So I had mentioned this in a previous podcast, and really what this is about is about knowing your value. You see, you won't have passion in your business if you don't know your value. And knowing what you can do for others creates passion because it helps you to define your mission. When you're on a mission to help others, and you know how you can help them, you have more fun helping them. And this builds passion in your business, but it also does this. It helps build your self-esteem. So if you want to put passion back into your practice, know your value each and every day. Number three, know your why. Knowing the reason why you're in this business can help you love your business. I mentioned the agent who delivered 42 death claims. His why is to help those who his clients leave behind. You know, it reminds me of another client that I had years ago who didn't know his why. This is a client that I talked about in a previous podcast that had a net worth of $10 million. And he had no passion for his business. And the reason why he didn't have any passion for his business was because he was so busy working in the business that he forgot to work on the business. And he forgot why he was in the business. So we worked on a process to know his why. And I asked him several times, actually seven times, why are you in this business? And then he would tell me and I'd ask again, but why? And eventually with that exercise... He came to the conclusion that the reason that he's in this business is so that he could help his friends so they could have a comfortable retirement. You see, he knew he would have a comfortable retirement, but he also knew they wouldn't unless he helped. So, know your why. Number four, structure your day. So, I've talked about this before, but... One of the things that most people don't realize is that when you stay focused and you master time management, you put more passion into your business because you know what you're going to do. See, knowing what to do before you come into the office for the day can help you stay focused. And when you compartmentalize your your activities down to 45-minute blocks, it's not overwhelming. Taking breaks keeps the passion alive. And giving yourself a reward at the end of the day, or even a mini-reward after 45 minutes of focusing on something, can help keep that passion alive too. But the reason why staying focused has an effect on passion, creating passion in your business, is because you're accomplishing several tasks all day long. And they're in several different categories, like prospecting, new people, or client servicing, or having appointments, or getting ready for appointments, or prospecting follow-ups with people that you didn't close. The point is, when you structure your day, and you compartmentalize the activities, you're not bored. And when you make it a mini reward, like getting up and grabbing a cup of coffee, or going outside for a walk, or whatever you're doing, surfing the internet for 15 minutes, you'll put passion back into your practice. Number five, get control of the chaos. Now, one of the things that all of us are aware of is that a lot of times we we become firefighters. And when that happens, you kind of lose some passion for your business because you get burnt out. No pun intended. (laughs) Part of loving what you do is to not get overwhelmed with the distractions when you have a process for prioritizing distractions, they aren't that difficult at all. Let me explain what I mean. One of the things that I've talked about in a previous podcast, Mastering Time Management, is a tool that I call the time matrix to do. The time matrix to do prioritizes all of the interruptions and all of the tasks that you have. You see, when you get control of your day and all of the interruptions and the chaos, you feel more in control of what you're doing, and you'll learn to love your business more. And it reminds me of something that I did years ago, and I've done for clients several times over the years, which is if you feel out of control, take an activity such as just cleaning your desk, the top of your desk, and focus on that for 45 minutes. And what you'll find is that you now feel better because you're more in control. When you do that, you start to put passion back in your practice. Number six, create a game. (laughs) People love to play games in a good way. And here's what I mean. When you create a game during the day and you play the game, what happens is is that you're focused on that activity and you're trying to beat your score. (laughs) If you grew up Playing any kind of video games or any games at all, whether it's basketball, football, or whatever, you know what it's like to beat your best score. And the point is, is that if you make the day a game, such as how many dials you do, how many contacts, how many appointments you set, how many objections you get and get through, it makes the day even more fun. And it reminds me of a client that I spoke about when I was talking about how to handle objections in a previous podcast. He made the day a game, and what he did was, every time he got an objection, he put a quarter in a jar. Now, that might not seem like much, but picture this. He knew exactly what to say every time he got an objection. The point is, is that he was trying to beat his record, and his record was 27 objections in one day. And he looked at getting objections as just part of playing the game. And he looked at getting one more possibly beating his score. So, if you want to put passion back into your practice, make it a game. Number seven, keep score. (laughs) I talked about in the previous one, making the day a game, but what this is about is creating a reward and punishment system associated with the game. So, keeping score of whatever you're doing is important because it gives you an opportunity to see if you're getting better at what you're doing. And when you have a reward or a punishment system, or better yet, both, either or, reward or a punishment system, it makes the day even more fun because you're putting passion into your day because you're trying to avoid the stick, the punishment, and you're trying to get the carrot, the reward. So what this advisor did was he rewarded himself every time he broke his record of getting objections during the day and the last time i asked him about it he was at 27 objections in one day so if you want to create passion in your practice make sure you have a reward and punishment system number eight get curious here's what i mean years ago i got curious on things that i didn't know about things that were my challenges so, and I've told this story before in a previous podcast, the very first tool I ever created was called the Advisor's Business Wheel. And it was just a simple tool to help define where I thought I was on a scale of 1 to 10 in each of the eight most important facets of the business. And the reason I'm telling you this is because once I identified where where I gave myself a score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, What I realized was, is that (laughs) there were some areas where I had some low scores. So the next thing that I did was I looked into what are the challenges that I have in that specific facet. Here's an example. So in prospecting, one of the challenges that I had was handling objections. (laughs) So as a result, I looked at different ways, various ways to handle objections and I created a few of my own. The point is, is that when you get curious about your business, you start to bring passion back into your practice because you want to learn how to get better. And you'll probably create some new tools of your own. Number nine, find an accountability partner. Nothing keeps you more motivated than another person that's keeping you accountable. And the way to do that is to sit down with a peer in your office and talk to them about what your goals are. And be honest. I'm not really into the business right now, and I want to be accountable for blank. Whatever the, the game is or whatever the, the activity is, and they'll keep you accountable too. That is, if they're serious. But when you find an accountability partner, it won't take you long before you've got passion back in your practice because you've got somebody else. To be accountable, to. Number 10. Become a mentor. I gotta tell you, one of the best ways to put passion back into your practice is to help other people. So think of it this way. There are definitely some people in the office that need your help because they don't have the experience and the expertise that you do. So what do you do? Well, you find someone that wants your help and needs your help. Because if they just need your help but don't want your help, don't waste your time. But instead, find somebody that wants, needs your help, and make sure you help them on a consistent basis. Set up a time to talk to them once a week, twice a week, whatever it is. But here's what you're going to find. You're going to find that you feel good about mentoring someone else that is where you used to be. Because now you've changed your focus from just being on a production plateau or mediocrity or in a rut or routine to now you're trying to help someone else. When you do that, you'll find that you've brought passion back into your practice. What to do to keep your business passion alive. Now, I mentioned that we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, three steps to putting passion back into your practice. Check. We did that. Second, the top 10 ways to create passion. Check. We did that too. Now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what to do to keep your business passion alive. So, The reason we want to do this is so that you love what you do and continue to love what you do. So let's take a look at a four-step process. Step one, always do three of the 10 ways that we talked about. And the reason that you're going to want to do that is because in order to make passion a habit, it's important to apply what we talked about. You see... Once you've applied these things, such as the mind space exercise, the role exercise, knowing your why, having structure to the day, and so on, what happens is is that it becomes easier. It's just what you do. Step 2. Become a student of how to be passionate about your practice. (laughs) One of the most important things to do is to know yourself. You see, you'll find what works for you, and once you tap into that, keep doing it, because you don't want to go back to having a passionless business. Step three, become aware of when you're losing your passion. It's inevitable, it's going to happen, but when it happens, you need to be aware of it right away, and since you are now aware of how to create passion and ways to build passion and keep passion, it becomes a lot easier to get your passion back because you've done it before. (music) Step four, get back to the process again. And so what I mean by that is just dust this podcast off, (laughs) so to speak, and listen to the three steps to put passion back into your practice and listen to the 10 ways to create passion. And once you do that, you will create passion again. Now that you understand how to put passion back into your practice, ways to create passion, and also how to keep passion, all you need to do now is to apply it. And that's how you learn how to love what you do and do what you love. Now, before we go, I want to tell you one last story. It's a story about an insurance agent who had been in the business for only three years. See, she was newer, and she had already lost her passion for the business. The reason she got in the business was to help people. And what was happening along the way is that she found that she wasn't helping as many people as she thought she could, and she didn't know why. So, after we talked about what I do... She became a client, and she started to learn what to say, how to say it, how to handle objections, how to set more appointments, and how to put people into and through the pipeline. And she was starting to get more success. She was loving what she was doing. You see, she learned a process to get more people in the pipeline to help more people, and she applied the processes to continue filling up the pipeline and closing more. And because of all of that, she put passion back into her practice. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard, And you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs? please email me at at dan.advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan.advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.